Are you ready to take your leadership and your organization to the next level and beyond? Your competitors will be there before you know it. Today's leaders must perpetually innovate, evolve, and grow faster than the competition. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet innovative leaders who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world. And you can become the next big success story. Now, here's your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf. I'm the founder and CEO of the Innovative Leadership Institute, formerly Metcalf & Associates. Today, I'm delighted that our guest is K.R. Ravi. Until recently, Mr. Ravi was the Vice President and Head of Human Resources with Larson & Tubro, heavy civil infrastructure company in Chennai, India. This is one of the top 10 companies in India. His division is a $1.5 billion company as part of L&T and employs over 4,000 staff and another 30,000 workers in construction, nuclear plants, iconic special bridges, and many more projects. He has over three decades of experience in managing talent at all levels in various sectors. He's a very strategically oriented leader experienced in aligning HR and business. And most interesting to me, we have recently entered a joint venture where we will jointly provide leadership development in India and in other continents. So my goal with this show is to continue to provide leaders with information they may not have access to through other channels to stay current on what is most pressing in their business lives. So in this show, in a time where companies are competing aggressively for talent across the globe, we're going to talk about what Larson and Tubro did under Mr. Ravi's guidance in their recent talent transformation. And this transformation won the award from the Talent and Development Global Organization, ATD, and this is their highest level award. It is the Building Talent Enterprise-Wide and Strategically Driving a Talent and Development Culture and Delivering Results Award. 43 organizations globally won this award, and L&T and Mr. Ravi's organization was ranked number 23 in the globe in doing this work. So I'm delighted for you to be joining us. Thank you very much, Maureen, for, for the work of the works and uh, really delighted to share my uh, experience with the larger audience today. Thank you. So let's jump in. What was the LNT's talent strategy? And we're going to be talking specifically from the award application. The first and foremost uh, thing was uh, this company was growing very aggressively. Now, this business has been growing very aggressively at the rate of almost 28% year on year. And uh, we also figured out that to be a very big global leader and to grow aggressively in the marketplace, we need to look at execution of larger projects and exercise for billions of dollars, right? From the current, uh, you know, millions side today. Therefore, it took a different kind of uh, mindset change, people, at the same time, it also gave birth to a different kind of uh, challenges of creating robust leaders at a shortest possible time. Or, which means that leadership requirement has been at the rate of almost 30% year on year. So therefore, we have to look at growing leaders to build the system. And you know, to the extent the talent development function has to really gear up itself to you know, orient the re- uh, reorient the leaders to a different mindset at the same time, create the better leaders for tomorrow. Third one is we need to create benchmarks going forward in terms of uh, quality standards as well as the execution standards in the globe. So for that extent, our primary objective in this direction is to really uh, master the technology that we are in, or the cutting edge technologies that we are putting into place, and make sure that the people are completely in control of the technology and uh, really grow it forward. So this has been the talent development strategy that we had uh, set, set out this far. So, thank you. One of the things that you're known for is not only being an exceptional HR leader, but also being a strategic business leader of the organization. So, let's talk about how this talent development function supported the overall strategic goals of the enterprise. As a culture in our company, 
we have the business leaders uh, sharing their business plan transparently with the functional head. You know, uh, when I mean when I say functional head, uh, what I mean is the people from HR as well as the support services. Therefore, the whole organization gets uh, really geared up towards a strategic goal, which needs to be fulfilled at the shortest possible time. Therefore, this is seen, uh, this is a culture which enabled us to uh, the HR function and as an HR leader. For me to get a peek into the business leaders, uh, you know, future, future prospects and the future goals, and reorient our function. So this is what we did. So can you tell us then? You adopted several steps to engage stakeholders in driving these initiatives. Can you talk a little bit about how you engaged them so that it wasn't just an HR-driven program, but rather a business-driven program? It's a damn good question and, uh, you know, let me answer it uh, very candidly. I would uh, say that the culture, the organization of the business leaders sharing this uh, information and what is what they are uh, really experiencing in the marketplace in terms of growth or in terms of challenges, in terms of the expectations, they are all candidly shared with us. That is the first and foremost prerequisite for any successful HR leader to sign. So, having got this input from them, I went back to my team and saying that, look, this is what we need to do. I painted a bigger picture saying that this is what our business leaders expect us to do and therefore what do we do? So we jointly evolved a strategy and then which had a understanding and appreciation of all the HR folks in my team. This was taken back to the business leaders and uh, shared with them saying that this is what we want, they are going to do. Because they said this is the expectation, this is how they, they would like to grow. So we have achieved and said that this is what we would like to do as a team. And which had the sanction of all the people concerned, including the board. And we went about uh, rolling out the entire strategy. So this is what happened in our, in our system. So this is how senior leaders outside of talent development got engaged. That's right. And not only that, you know, we didn't stop with just this part of uh, sharing this with them, but also went back to them on a periodic basis to share, to share with them our progress. Then that is what we are progressing. Is there anything that we need to really change or this, this, anything we need to reorient ourselves to? And, uh, and those points of view were taken very seriously by us and they recalibrated in the entire strategy plan. Therefore, the strategy plan was very, very dynamic at the same time. It was robust and it was very, very pointed. And so everything you did was completely aligned with enabling the strategy from an HR and people development perspective. That's right. But I, I didn't call it, uh, you know, separately as an HR strategy, though the understanding within the team is that it's an HR strategy. But I made sure that the business leaders understood as part of their strategy, business strategy. Therefore, they owned it up. They owned the strategy that, you know, successfully implemented the strategy was really guaranteed their success. Therefore, complete ownership. So now let's shift to how the three key populations in the organization are supported by the company's learning objectives. Okay, one is if you look at the three key populations which are supported by this initiative. You know, as, as I said, the entire thing is uh, scattering from the business perspective to the business world and the challenges being faced by the business team, the business leaders. Therefore, there's complete understanding of uh, what needs to be done going forward. And uh, the key stakeholders were uh, the business leaders, of course. And the second key resources or the stakeholders were the employees or the staff members who are taking part in the team. And the third key uh, stakeholder was the board, supervisory board, which is uh, looking at all the things. Therefore, we used to have a system of town hall formats, and we used to brief the employees at uh, you know on a quarterly basis as to what exactly has been happening and where exactly we are progressing. The same breath, we used to have uh, the board meetings, supervisory board meetings, and supervisory board meetings. We used to brief them on the progress made, and at the same time. There used to be an internal, uh, you know, uh, meeting, review meetings, and just tell them what they regarding your progressing. Therefore, completely, uh, all of all the three stakeholders were completely aligned in, in our uh, in, in the journey, and we were able to progress much faster. So, what are two or three of the critical business issues facing the organization? And this is where we can get into how the talent development efforts help solve and address these problems. And I know you and I have talked about this in the past, 
what you did was quite innovative, consequently what won you the award. So I think uh, several of our listeners, listening from the perspective of what can they learn from, from your success that they could also take back to their organizations? See, in our case, uh, the growth strategy was completely outstanding. It was, uh, I would say, it was a mammoth task for any business leader or any any person in the leadership team to look at. One is the growth of uh, 20% year on year, which is very, very challenging for any company to cope with. Second is complete reorientation of uh, where the revenues are going to come from. Earlier, the revenues are coming from, uh, say, about $70, $80 million are at best about... Uh, Innovative in, in today's condition. 
I don't think to the best of my knowledge anybody else has done it uh, in any other organization. But we made it as an organized, uh, you know, very planned kind of initiative where we had hired a project director who had really literally created the offer of Hong Kong today. And a 70-year-old uh, elderly gentleman who, was, who wanted to come back, come out of the industry, active life, and then he wanted to do something back to the industry. And he was very, very thorough in his knowledge. At the same time, he had the right kind of attitude. We, do a, we did a uh, interactive friendship with him a couple of times. We, we came to conclusion of the right person for it. We brought him in. And then he brought in a system known as Integrative Project Management. Based on his experience, based on the organization, we worked with a kind of tricks or a, or, a, or a system through which they had identified about 58 project leaders. Some of them were in the middle rank and some of them were the senior management. We put them through this entire exercise, so therefore we did an individual mentoring process with them. And every three months, they used to interact on a face-to-face basis. And in between, they used to get assignments to work on. And then we had this for about a year. So net result, we were able to get about six or seven project directors this year itself, in the first year of operation. And one of them is happily, I mean, I'm happy to say that one of them is handling the, the project in Mauritius independently. Therefore, we had to fix this part of creating the right caliber of project directors who can handle a billion dollar next year. And also the cultural part of it, these two things are done. Simultaneously, we also had uh, technical uh, training uh, inputs for these people. So, with the combination of all the three, really took us to a greater, greater height and also created a lot of confidence of growth in us. Thank you very much. We're going to go on a break at this point and then we'll come back and learn more about how you implemented this and the results you got. We'll be back momentarily. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. This is Maureen Metcalf and Mr. Ravi, and we are talking about the award L&T won, led by Mr. Ravi, for talent development. And specifically, as the company was growing at in excess of 28% year over year, the question was, how did they grow leaders at the pace required to manage billion dollar plus projects. 
So now let's talk about what was your most innovative talent development initiative implemented in the last 12 months? Okay, as I said, uh, the most innovative uh, talent development initiative that was introduced was uh, the Singapore project uh, director uh, mentoring process, that's one. And uh, the, we've been doing other initiatives as well in the last uh, one year. Some of it really gained traction and uh, momentum. So uh, while we were working on uh, development of project directors who can handle mega projects, we also need to have a leadership pipeline. In my opinion, and as I shared with you, it was our requirement of around 30% uh, leadership pipeline growth every year. So therefore, we started with about 60-odd uh, leaders in, uh, say, in 15, 2015. And the last one year, we need to accelerate so that we're able to catch them younger and uh, also look at the middle management level leaders to grow very fast in the organization. So therefore, keeping this objective in mind, what we did was, we have we started, uh, we normally take a lot of uh, graduate engineer trainees into the organization. So when the graduate engineer trainees come into the organization, they come with a lot of hopes and aspirations, career aspirations. At the same time as a company, we have to really orient this youngsters into the culture or the DNA of the organization. Therefore, the DNA of the organization is protected, at the same time, the new ways of uh, managing things in a newer environment and new business challenges, both the things are rolled into one and then we had a, we had a workshop for this, uh, and a career workshop for this youngsters came and joined us. Just after the company introduction was over. So they went through a organization development laboratories, you know, working in smaller groups and purging their, uh, you know, their own emotional baggage and then looking at newer way of uh, managing things in an organization. It enabled us to integrate them culturally into the system without much of uh, turbulence. Normally, turbulence happens when you get people uh, into the system without, you know, giving enough of Therefore, this is what we did very differently in the last one year. Second was uh, frontline supervisors, because which means why we are looking at organization development and the leadership development. Leadership development doesn't talk only about mean only of managers; it also talks about mean supervisors development. So in India, we don't have a certified supervisory development program being offered by the Institute, equivalent of a firm and training institute, which normally turns out people in mechanical engineering, electrical and electronic. Therefore, as a company, we have to really start from the scratch in terms of putting a curriculum in place to develop ingrown supervisors using our own resources. We have, uh, as LNT believes in uh, creating enough of learning organization in the, in the system. We also have uh, training centers of, uh, of very good uh, standards in India, which turns out people in construction methodology in terms of uh, teaching them what is masonry and what is, uh, you know, bar bending and things like that, which are very accurate to the construction industry. Therefore, we had uh, leveraged all our resources and created a 12-month-old program for the supervisors. And out of this five months of classroom sessions and tournaments were actually doing it on the uh, on the job at project site. And these boys were all youngsters from villages in uh, India, speak different kinds of languages, and they weren't very very proficient in English. So we put them through a 12 month uh, old grind. And uh, at the end of 12 months, we used to have a convocation or a graduation ceremony, and and these guys used to talk in in front of uh, audience of 200 people. They used to speak in English, good English and explain what they learned. It is a, in nature, it, and I can't describe my own feelings when I, when I experience it myself. It's a way of uh, growing people and making them really self-sufficient and become very, very confident about what they're doing. And when they were deployed the system, they were able to take care of, uh, you know, individual responsibilities and run the show well. And then the managers used to fight for their uh, even rating with us. And that looked their top class and then you need to rate them much higher than you know what normally one one does with a regular employee. The second part of uh, of our innovative uh, thing, which which uh, initiative which we implemented. Third one was after uh, our corporate used to have a seven step leadership uh, development model. The seven step leadership development model beyond the senior leadership, people used to go and uh, learn from the global organizations like likes of uh, Harvard University or London School of Business, etc. So what happened was at some point in time, certain inputs were given to a person and about eight years later only he is going for an advanced leadership program. So we need to have something which, uh, which automatically 
you know, plugged this gap. Because eight years is almost like a generation gap in an industry. Therefore, we co-created a program with the Great Lakes Institute for Management based out of Chennai, and uh, it was a completely customized model. And we were ran it. We ran it on uh, four modules, and each module was lasting for about four days. Therefore, we can't release people uh, all the six for sixteen days continuously. Therefore, we did it in four different tranches. And this program starts from the macro management, macro uh, economy, as to what happens in a global economy, because there's no country today is individual. Anything happening across the globe which affects the country and the business in a different way. Therefore, this uh, you know uh, the macro. Economics program taught them about uh, the global uh, companies how they operate, and also make meaning out of top uh, things like you know what happens with the dollar appreciate, what happens with the dollar, you know the trade barriers are uh, introduced between the different countries. What are the ways in which it can affect them? Because it opens the eyes in terms of saying, okay, this is what is likely to happen. It's all about training the mind, training the brain to look at it very differently and look at different kinds of impacts it's going to likely to have. On them, any global event for that matter. So this is where we started, and then it went down to uh, you know branding and how to leverage the brand because our brand in, in in India is very very big, very 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 huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, I mean it's one of the top brands recall in India. Therefore, we need to make sure that people understand the value of the brand, and they need to understand how to leverage the brand, and also need to understand what they should not do, which will lower the brand value at at project side. So all the three things were regulated to them as inputs during the program, and there was uh, there was program on marketing, there was a program on uh, on strategy, there was a simulation model, and there was a program on um, finance, advanced finance, and we also gave up for people in such a way that if some point in time this company gets listed, the stock exchanges in India, it will be run like an independent entity. Therefore, in which case the managers are the ones who are going to create wealth for the stakeholders, and they are the ones who are going to create impact on the share market. Therefore, they need to understand how to enhance the shareholder value. So, of course, this is another important thing which we did. Ultimately, at the end of uh, the 16-day uh, module, or uh, which is done in four phases, people are very, very uh, completely evolved leaders. The guys who are uh, spent in the project management knowledge, they came out with uh, different kind of global perspective. So, there are three initiatives which I would fondly recall as uh, most innovative things that we have done in the last one year. Thank you. I I love, I'm going to recap a little bit. One that you were taking them from young folks with mainly engineering background and really teaching them how the economy works, how L&T related to the rest of the world and how global business works, teaching emotional intelligence. So really a much broader perspective on leadership and business than many management programs take that would um, do more of a tactical how to do performance appraisals or something like that. This seems like a much more strategically oriented look at building leaders who, who, as you said, will be running uh, billion-dollar programs. That's right, Marie. You are absolutely right in understanding this. So as I think about it, you mentioned four segments of four days each. And I'm curious, between segments over the course of a year, that was the instructor-led. How did you, what other methods did you do and how did you reinforce both the knowledge acquisition and the behavior? You talked about changing in mindsets and meaning-making. How did you ensure that that was happening versus people just went back to their office and did what they used to do? Okay, so we did a combination of uh, traditional as well as the contemporary method. So when I say traditional, it's in terms of uh, the guys getting back to work with certain projects on hand and then try and implement the project with the, with the guidance of the faculty or the Lean Institute. That's one. This is a very traditional method. Okay. Second thing we did was uh, in terms of social networking. So we created WhatsApp groups of people who've been going to the program in batches. So they were in touch with each other. They were able to share their experiences collectively. And one was saying, okay, this is what I experienced, this is how I handled it. The wisdom of the group went up uh, different notches than what it was earlier. Therefore, the combination of traditional plus the concentrated method really put us in a different league altogether. So therefore, they made, a, made them understand and stay in touch with uh, the subject which was taught in the institute. At the same time, share their own work and their experiences, you know, without any, without any interest 
very transparent it was like to be referee for before it was it was a great experience of participants as well as so you also mentioned at one point that you had some about 20% self-paced learning can you say a little bit more about that so in india what happens is uh, people you know they don't go for uh, reimbursement of tuition for for various reasons because uh, they would like to be associated with some institutes of repute or uh, or you know the interest of the people when such opportunities happen people come for tuition reimbursement as part of the learning process and um, what we did was we our company has invested a lot of money almost uh, almost as high as a million uh, US dollars in creating a thing known as anytime learning etl which is uh, which is which is done online but then you know what we did was to improve the uh, reach of uh, the usage of this program we did was we made certain programs mandatory for people for a for a promotion and also for as a, as a, they they had some credit points that they underwent the program for example a gd who joined the system or uh, you know as a new engineer training within a year time you need to know about the fundamentals of uh, finance management fundamentals of negotiation and fundamentals of uh, you know strategic management and then project management this is three four that you put down very clearly that they need to mandatory to so they fixed this program to qualify for the next higher level of confirmation similarly we encouraged uh, you know competition between learning groups for example we used to say we used to have an atl day and wherein we used to say uh, you know person who has completed the maximum of programs he was honored and he was rewarded you know in a in a gallery and similarly you know, the, the business itself was divided into uh, four uh, business units and there used to be competition among the business units to who is topping the list therefore with this uh, sense of competition and the recognition and the uh, opportunity to really showcase their talent many people did very very competitively and uh, we see that atl went up uh, different notches perfect let's take a break there and when we come back i'd like to dive more into some of the other mechanisms like coaching job rotation and stretch assignments but we'll do that in a moment after we take a break This is again Maureen Metcalf and Mr. Ravi talking about the BEST award from ATD and the L&T approach to building leadership talent. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. 
To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. This is Maureen Metcalf and Mr. Ravi, and we are talking about the talent strategy uh, L&T used that was acknowledged for the BEST award. So before break, uh, you were talking about, in more detail, the development uh, tactics. And um, I understand there were several other things that you did beyond the training. Can you explain what some of those are? Because what we know from learning and development that it is, in addition to the classroom time, what happens outside of the class is, is highly impactful as well. Yeah, I'll be happy to share that with you. Yeah, as part of uh, the mentoring or coaching programs for the organization practice, we need to, uh, to develop leaders who have uh, multiple uh, you know, uh, exposures to multiple areas. We need to look at uh, job rotation. And we used to do it very religiously on a, on a yearly basis on planning the job rotation and the job shadowing part. But job shadowing really allowed us to develop success in the organization for the slot, whereas these existing incumbents could go up the ladder very, very rapidly. And job rotation also helped us in terms of uh, you know creating and sensitizing people to what's happening in the other functional areas, other function, other uh, you know domain areas. Of business, so the the result was a very rich, uh, very rich experience of the participants, and then it really enabled them to understand the organization holistically. And whatever we talked about, uh, mail which is sent across by the CEO, it rang the bell in them, saying that look, this is what this, this is what they've learned, and this is what they need to be doing. And we used to have you know concept of such assignments by people, saying that you know if an individual has got a higher potential to take on more responsibilities, we entrust the individual additional responsibilities and uh, put him through a sketch assignment. We believe that at some point in time, the hierarchical nature of the organization is likely to give way to a tool-based organization, which means it, people will no longer be divided on the basis of seniority uh, or hierarchy. It will be divided on the basis of the role that can handle, one can handle, which means a person could be a, a material who can handle a view or a complete business worth about $700 million dollars at the age of 40, 45. So which is which is very different from the current scenario today. The current scenario is that one each has the maturity to take over the job, but tomorrow we don't have the luxury of it. We need to have a lot of youngsters moving in the plot and taking responsibilities, proving their uh, success and then moving up the ladder. This is what we see as the possibility. Therefore, we have the stretch assignment programs, very, very uh, institutionalized. But, uh, you know, though mobile applications are great, we are not able to do this in India because of bandwidth issues. I mean, of course, the government is putting its efforts to find a solution. But I believe in another one or two years' time, the mobile devices usage will also be on the increase. Therefore, the, the learning can happen anytime, anywhere, all the time. Thank you. So, so then the other, the other thing you mentioned was the social networking tools. And again, I believe this is a significant differentiator compared to, to what many people are doing in the leadership development space. So you mentioned the WhatsApp groups. Can you go into a little more, what, what were they doing in those groups that really reinforced the learning? As I said, uh, one was uh, the WhatsApp group was created for people who went to this uh, organizational uh, development uh, growth lab. Therefore, each of this group had an identity, had a separate uh, you know, uh, membership. So this was run by them, they had an administrator among themselves, they were posting information on plus since it, it all involved uh, cultural change and they were sharing their own experiences in terms of creating the kind of culture what they've been you know, informed about and that this is a way forward in terms of uh, growing differently and growing in a different cultural context. So therefore they were able to share this thing because we don't have this thing, people won't be able to practice what they've learned on the job and then the classroom and uh, take it back to the job situation. And also, uh, when they come across job situation challenges, they're able to talk about it, they're able to share among themselves. There's nothing nothing like it, because it fits uh, the qualifier, and then the common, uh, you know, uh, the knowledge base improves uh, 
you know, very dramatically. So this is what we found in uh, in this kind of uh, social network platform. Second social network platform was in uh, the Great Lake Institute program. The people who went through this uh, Great Lake Institute program, we called it Winning Edge program. And these folks used to integrate very well with the faculty also, and also among themselves. In case they had a doubt, they could uh, raise a doubt with the faculty, saying that this is what I am seeing, this is what I am reading, and uh, this is what I read in the papers, and then what does it mean by it? And what impacts could it create? So they were able to share, for example, uh, about four or five months back, there was, uh, there, there was a problem in uh, you know, the global economy, a little bit of a blip was happening in the global economy, with uh, problems in, uh, in China, in the exports uh, getting uh, curtailed and things like that. Therefore, they were asking questions on what are the impact this is going to likely have on Indian context. Therefore, the faculty was able to chip in and the, even the other participants were able to add up to it and it became a very rich experience in our opinion. So for social network tool, may not mean high and by, but also mean business and staying connected in business. So, thank you for that. That's, that is really helpful. Again, you've mentioned that talking about the overall economy and the global interconnection, and this reinforces again that they continue to draw from not just the theoretical understanding, but the ongoing activities in the economy and and continue to build that mental frame that allows them to, to make strategic decisions. So how did you demonstrate the success of the program? Because I understand this is a significant investment to build it and deliver it from, from the side of the company and also the time of employees being out of, out of the office 16 days in a, year, in a year is a significant time investment. Yeah, uh, the 16 days of uh, absence from work is more of an investment that's what the company looked at because they didn't look at them as, uh, you know, uh, absence from place of work, but they looked at it as a future for the people, that's one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, if you look at uh, the social networking like YouTube can be utilized and can be leveraged in a different way. For example, people who have the creativity, they can shoot short films on technology, for example, the constructing a bridge, they can create a, a film, short film on work methodology and this can be available put on the YouTube or it can be shared on the Facebook at work. And we have a Facebook at work concept in our system. Therefore, people do contribute uh, hugely and they share the success, successes, they share uh, the learning and their own uh, employee engagement uh, activities are shared in the Facebook at work. And now view, YouTube can be a very powerful tool in the future for people to shoot uh, films and technology, as I was mentioning, work methods, safety, and the EHS, uh, you know, uh, awareness, etc., can be easily created by using this YouTube very powerfully. Mm-hmm. So, what was the financial benefit? Were you able to measure that that LNT received? Okay, one is as I was telling you, these projects, multi-billion-dollar projects, are uh, have uh, different kinds of incentives. For example, if they're able to do a particular focus within a stipulated time, we were getting two bonus incentives from the client. So we were able to get in that bonus and uh, you know incentives for the company, that one. Second is, if you were to hire project directors uh, from the open market, and they, they are generally hired for a particular project, two years or four years tenure, and they pay huge money. And once the project is done, these people have a tendency to move away from us, therefore leaving a huge vacuum of experience and expertise. So by doing this, uh, you know, technical uh, or the business or the mega project mentoring, we're able to create the project leaders for future over a period of next three four years time. The company need not have to go ahead and go and hire from outside. Mm-hmm. They're homegrown people. They know the culture very well. They know what needs to be done, and uh, they're they're very trusted and confident guys. So they're able to do the job. So therefore, that's a that's a saving for us. One is upfront. We're able to save the uh, of uh, you know, the the people's payroll cost, huge cost. They were, uh, typically, uh, mega project director would be commanding more than a million US dollars as a as a compensation. Wow! So you can imagine what you would have uh, you know, saved over a period of time. So now let's shift. Thank you for sharing about the program because I think this is really helpful for anyone who's thinking about kind of this winning the war for talent and do we 
um, develop them internally? Do we rent them? Do we buy, swap people out? Several different ways of looking at talent. Now let's move to the broader Indian economic forecast. Where are you seeing the direction of Indian business going over the next three to five years? India, uh, it's a very good question, Maureen. Uh, must uh, compliment you for that. And in India, the growth is going to be our, because India is going to play a very decisive role in the global economy, the days pump. For keeping that in mind, I would say manufacturing uh, activity is going to pick up uh, speed hugely, especially in automobile and uh, other high technology area of manufacturing. Second, of course, is the IT, which has been a growth driver for the Indian economy in the last uh, decade or so. That's going to really uh, grow in, in multiples. So, therefore, with artificial intelligence and uh, you know the digitization, machine learning, etc., been the top of the day. India is going to, going to contribute hugely in terms of its uh, huge uh, manpower, which is uh, which is knowledge manpower. And third, of course, uh, in areas like the infrastructure companies, and in a way, you know, if you look at the global experience, every uh, percentage increase in uh, GDP would mean a trillion dollar investment in infrastructure. This is what the thumb rule says from the World Bank. So going by that logic, if India is going to grow from 7% GDP growth into 8% GDP growth, which, is, which means another 1% 1 growth would mean a trillion dollar worth of project being implemented in India. Which means that there's a huge scope for infrastructure development. It is not only really, you know, uh, construction of roads, but also construction of dams, construction of uh, you know, factories, uh, construction of uh, bridges, which is going to really speed up the movement of uh, goods and uh, people, hmm. as well as experience tunnels and uh, the mass transport pollution because unlike the United States, uh, the India is hugely dependent on mass transport system. Where, uh, you know, with, with this mass transport pollution, the consumption, the, uh, the road power has really come down and uh, congestion has come down and the, you know, the pollution levels have come down. So therefore, we see a huge opportunity in uh, this metro systems or a metro rail or tube systems coming up across India in different uh, cities, not only the major metro cities, but also tier 2 and tier 3 cities as a mobility center. Or, you know, and creation of tunnels, which are very strategic in, in role, especially in snowbound areas, where you are able to create all the tunnels for people to move and goods to move. So make the life a lot more easier, touching the lives of people. Therefore, as I said, the infrastructure growth is going to be huge. For construction companies, there's a huge uh, opportunity in the IT. At the same time, the talent pool in the construction industry is very, very restricted today. Therefore, there's a huge opportunity for leadership development in this construction company, huge development of uh, opportunity for development of leaders in India, because India would lead more business leaders in the next uh, decade or so. Therefore, the best way to start is now. Are you having a last question? You're saying best time to start is now. In the U.S., we're looking at a lot of baby boomer retirement. So this next generation is really having to accelerate pretty quickly. Are the demographics similar in India with the expectation of boomers retiring and the next generation having to develop very quickly to be ready to step into their place? I get very feeling foreign to look at this question because uh, the United States, uh, people are allowed to work till the age of 70. Probably is because of the reason that the next generation is not ready to take in that kind of responsibility and grow the system. But whereas in India, it's a lot different because people to retire at the age of 60, 60, 62 is the maximum time people can are allowed to work in India. People retire. Therefore, the wealth of knowledge which is available in the system needs to be tapped somewhere. At the same time, India is also putting a lot of uh, you know emphasis on the next level of leaders coming up and taking up the jobs and then responsibilities and growing them faster. Therefore, unlike the United States where we don't have the time to develop our young leaders, so we need to develop them as quickly as possible. And we need to do it, uh, we need to fire it on, on all cylinders. We can't look at senior management to develop uh, into bigger leaders for tomorrow and neglecting the rest of the population because we need to look at people. But as I said, even the GET comes in the system. We have such, an, such a nice evaluation model today available. 
their progress is tracked over we over a period of time across the, the pan india site and we are able to rank them in terms of uh, percentile that these guys are excellent whether they are staying we, we are looking at the top 25 percentile of people so through accelerated leadership program we want to do an experiment with this similarly at bill management level we have this uh, great billing edge program with great lake institute with the which is getting traction which has produced good leaders i mean i would say in the last 3 4 months time out of uh, the batch of 16 people who went through this vintage program at least eight of them have a big different distinctive career in their hand they are changing jobs and they are changing roles they are looking up for higher responsibility the That's next one is of course the senior leaders where we need to develop project leaders as well as uh, business leaders that's also going on therefore it's a question of uh, juggling many things at the same time many activities and many initiatives of uh, developing leaders at all level therefore this is a challenge which india is facing today so i would say we woke up little early and then we are doing it but i'm sure many companies would follow for uh, through for a period of time very soon i am very confident about it because business leaders would look at the business uh, you know uh, landscape and looking at what is it i need to do to grow my company therefore they will say look will really we need to have every everybody transferring into a higher role into big leadership role therefore everybody needs to invest time and efforts in the leadership development of people and i see it is like classroom sessions alone when you say talk about leadership development it is classroom sessions plus the mentoring and if it is done through a very competent qualified mentors uh, you know with the, like from the countries like in the united states we great and if the united states corporations would like to set up shop in india they should be able to do a you know, cross the mentoring program with the indian leaders so they understand the psychology and culture of the indian leaders uh, indian population before they even land up in the united states so perfect both these things are necessary thank you i'm going to stop us here so that we can wrap up Thank you very much for sharing your wisdom with our listeners and hopefully this is the first of many interviews we'll be doing. This is Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. You're listening to KR Ravi and Maureen Metcalf talking about winning the war for talent and specifically what Mr. Ravi did with Larson and Tubro in India to develop the next round of leaders. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope you'll join us then. Drive and thrive and have a great week.